Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming back. NBs and in-betweens, you are welcome too. I'm trying to be inclusive here, and I have the video. I promised it was coming. It, it's yes. Before you say anything, yes, this is being filmed on an Idaho potato. I don't want to hear anything else about that. I'm sorry. You know, you get what you get, kids. Christmas is not here yet, so so daddy's still poor. I am here today with a good friend of mine. We have acted together in the past, but this man does everything under the sun. He's right now really catching uh, catching fire in the gaming community, twitching, um, using Twitch, not actually twitching. I don't think he has a medical condition. Um, but yeah, uh, everyone, welcome Jonah Price, also known as Newbie Memes. What's up, man? How's it going? It's been uh, it's been a couple months. It's been a while that we've. Yep. Uh, talked on the podcast oh yeah i took a, I on, took a, a long podcast, time off. actually yeah yeah it's good to, it's good to have you back making content <laughs> yeah it is good to be back especially now uh i, I had uh fell into some coins so i was able to invest a little bit put things put things together um it's looking good it's looking good Right now, it's it's just a green screen, but maybe if I can change it, I'll make it look like I'm in a mansion, and then I'll just Why edit not? this out you and know? be like, hey, I'm, you know, things are going fairly well for me. Um, <laughs> Isn't that what content creation is anyways? It's just <laughs> pretending that you are something bigger than you actually are. We're all human. We're just people, and we all want to pretend we're something bigger. Facts. No, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I was literally talking to my dad about this yesterday, um, just the importance of having to sell yourself like in any avenue, like he's a, he's a manager, like a really senior level manager. And a lot of the stuff he was saying about how to succeed there is the same thing I'm hearing, like with folks trying to succeed on the internet. Like it's just, it's yeah. Selling yourself, like branding yourself. Kind of like we talked about before. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. The internet's, I feel like the internet's a weird place for many different reasons, especially since we came into COVID. Right. Um, We've, t- we've talked a little bit privately about my extroversion and my introversion, how like I've been flip-flopping between the two throughout uh, since the start of 2020. And getting to this point now, uh, it's just people are so... They idealize... They have this idea of what an idealized person is. And um, basically everyone's playing a role to try to appear that way. No one actually is that. But everyone's playing a role to be that way, whether you're a manager at a grocery store or you're um, Charlie D'Amelio or you're just some bloke on Instagram that uh, you're all presenting a lifestyle that you are not living, really. You're kind of living it, but you're not really living that lifestyle. And so I always find that interesting about social media. Oh, it's true. I mean, even looking at like this little set that I've created here, like I'm looking at how it looks on here and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty professional. If you saw what was on the other side, it's just like this, this facade, this dog and pony show of like duct tape and gum, bubble gum holding it together. <laughs> Bro, you're looking at a set right now. Like literally I, I built my apartment as a set. So what you're looking at behind me uh-huh. I'm just going to move out of the way so you can see it. And if you're watching the video, I don't know if you're, you're going to have a video on air. But yeah. behind me, I have a whole shelf with like Nerf stuff and Pokemon and whatnot. But you look right down there. There's a bunch of clothes. There's my ukulele. Like there's a bunch of clothes that I have to brand on that side. There's dirty clothes over there. My whole kitchen's a mess because there's a bunch of paint that I have to use. But this is what you see. When you come on my stream, this is what you see. It's literally a set. Like it's it's built to look like it's lived in and i have like plants in the background to give like a little christmas decor um but it's all a part of this 
it's all a part of uh of of a designed lifestyle right now that's subliminal mm-hmm. right i i only have you know a few pokemon cards like this is this is pretty much all the stuff that's boxed up that i have yeah but i just put it all in one spot um but otherwise you know it's a huge mess because i still haven't really moved in and i'm moving out in like a month oh wow i didn't even know that where are you moving to i'm trying to move to la oh okay i lied we did talk about this earlier okay okay and right now you're in san diego yeah now i'm in san diego okay now, so what we were, what we talked about earlier and what I want to talk about on here was one specifically how like, so I was off TikTok for uh, at least a couple months, if not almost a year. And that was good. You should have been off for longer, but you made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I'm now, I'm now got my foot back in um, and the time away has shown me what I didn't like about it even more like the first time around, but I'm also interested in it as a platform because it became really obvious to me this time around how much it is the entertainment version of like a slot machine, mm-hmm. like for content, like, cause it, I feel like it purposely sends you content you might not like, but it's like, Oh, you might, you might like the next video. Like that's, that's how it felt for me. So, this is this is really interesting because a lot of people say that the algorithm, right? This, which is an AI. If people don't seem to understand that an algorithm is an AI, it's a learning program. Um, so it doesn't want you necessarily to like something. And people are like, "Oh well, my algorithm my should show me what I like." No, 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 no. It wants to show you what you might engage with. Very big difference. Um, and people think that, oh, well, I, I'm training my For You page to show me what I like. And no, no, no. It's showing you what you're going to engage with. So if you, like, make a comment on something that you don't like or you're trying to troll someone you don't care for, it's going to show you more of that content because you're engaging with it. The only job that an algorithm has is to keep you on the platform. That's mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have it doesn't have a brain, doesn't care about your feelings, it doesn't care about your emotional well-being. So that's how people get into emotionally um vicious cycles of depression is because like you'll see depressed content or people encouraging depressed people and uh so it will cycle that content through because you engage with it and you relate to it or you don't relate to it and you want to troll it either way Mm -hmm. yeah i can see that even like um it started sending me stuff about crypto and nfts and i was just like curious i was like oh that's interesting i'll look into that and then it just immediately started like force feeding me every video about how to make passive income through selling and buying pictures of monkeys. And I was just like, oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. I forget what study was done, but there was a study that was done. Uh, and you can look this up on YouTube too. Um, within about 45 minutes, it can figure out what your likes and dislikes are. That's pretty wild. 45 minutes that's insane so if you change in 45 minutes it can figure that out if you're what if you change like your likes and dislikes or you change your opinion like it can find out in less than a day oh i see five minutes it can it can figure out how to keep you on that it's pretty it's pretty crazy yeah it it makes me think i want to say i heard a news story about this girl where like target like the target ad algorithm found out she was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
and like the dad like i guess called them and was like why are you sending my daughter like i don't even know what the ads were for but it was like targeted ads i guess would be for pregnant women and, like what are you doing that she's like 15 or 16 or whatever and they're like oh the ai i guess looking at everything <laughs> else she bought has determined that she was pregnant and it turned out that it was correct they a algorithms seem like these crazy black mirrors where like it it's going to know you better than you know you. It's it's like Black Mirror in an episode, but I don't think it's like... It doesn't really know you better than you. Okay. I don't think I don't think so because it, it's just it's just checking your patterns and of behavior. I think a lot of people don't want to look at themselves. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to acknowledge their patterns of behavior. So if you go through and you you know, you acknowledge what you do every day, or you acknowledge all of those things. The the thing, uh, then you'll be able to understand yourself a little bit better. But when you go through and you're like, I just want to live life, you're not going to be thinking about all those things. And the other thing that an algorithm has over you is memory. It's got like unlimited memory. <laughs> so it will remember all of those things way better than you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just how do you use that as a tool mm-hmm. rather than, um, how do you let it kind of control your consumption? Mm-hmm. Well, and and so as as of late, you've started really like catching fire with like the newbie memes channel on TikTok. And mm-hmm. so, um, what what did you implement to make that happen? Because like for a while, you were just doing like completely different content, and it was growing a lot slower. Yeah, so if you looked at my personal page, which is Jonah.Price on TikTok, which has 51,000 followers, I blew up for Nerf content. I was doing Nerf content, and I did that for a campaign that I was doing with Hasbro, um, became a partner with them. It was all great, um, a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of content creating, a lot of work. But I was not able to build my pillars of content. I didn't have pillars of content. I didn't have a brand identity as Jonah Price. And that kind of was the biggest problem um, because I was like, I'm just going to do it all. And I've always said that, and I always do that. And every time I do that, I spread myself thin on content. Like people just, they don't know how to attach themselves to someone that does all kinds of things. Um, So... When what happened with newbie memes is I was just posting videos and I was deleting videos, um, posting and deleting, just doing kind of whatever I wanted. And uh, Nerf actually, Nerf and Fortnite sent me a box. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, let's throw it out there. If I get a thousand likes, I'll open the box on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a funny thing to do because it was unrealistic for that channel. Okay. Um. And it was unrealistic for the channel because it got like 100 to 200 likes. I didn't think too much of it. So I thought I would make a follow-up video because I made the original video. I was like, I'm going to say we're not opening it because Mm -hmm. we didn't get 1,000 likes. And I just thought that was a little chuckle for me. End of story. I wake up the next morning. I have 5,000 new followers, a little over 5,000 new followers. Mm -hmm. And so you think... And that's interesting, going back to the idea of engaging, like you were saying, like it's going to give you what you engage with. The first one, the first video, I could see a lot of people going like, he's still going to open the box, like if he doesn't get the likes. But then the second video, you going like, okay, I didn't get the likes, so I'm not going to do this. It's all of a sudden, I guess you've been like, 
Oh, wait, no, no, no. Wait, no, I do want to see what's in the box. Like, I actually... <laughs> and so I did it actually again today. Um, and the same thing kind of happened. It, was, it didn't go viral, but, like, people were like, oh, wait, 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 I do want to see what's in the box. Um, but it's like Curiosity Killed the Cat kind of... Kind of uh, engagement, right? Like, if if, yeah. if you want to see it, go ahead and like it. If you don't, that's fine. I just won't do it, and that's fine. Mm. Um, I was actually what you were saying is I wasn't even thinking of doubling down. I just thought it was a funny video, and then I was like, maybe I'll open it later. But then I realized like I can open it myself, and no one else has to see it. I just never post that video. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so it's do they really want to see it or do they not? And a lot of the feedback that I get from my comments is like it's just a pair of shoes or it's just a nerf gut blaster or um but it's not about that what i realized right because i had a mandalorian helmet that people wanted me to open and you could actually see exactly what it was mm -hmm. and so what i realized is that that is um that is showing that i'm the brand they want to see me open that mm -hmm. and that's right. what the difference is and that's why your hair's um, green now Kind of. So I've been wanting to do this for actually a while. I've been wanting to do this for about two years. Okay. Um, but the brand of newbie memes. So we had to we had to shift the brand because I'm not an an opening channel. I'm not an unboxing channel. Um, because it's really expect expensive to you know buy things and then try to unbox them. Yeah. Uh, it's like newbie memes is a gaming channel. That's what it is. Uh, the way that that plays into it is that it was Fortnite and Nerf. That was the collaboration that I went viral on. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to take those people that were interested in Fortnite and Nerf and be like, hey, I do gaming as well. And I did that shift really quickly. So if you look at the channel and you look from the point that I went viral with that first video and then went more viral with the second video, I, uh, I immediately talked about merch. I teased merch so that people knew merch was coming. It's on its way. Mm -hmm. That way, they, if they were a fan of the brand of Newbie Memes, they could check it out and look into it. Um, the next thing that I did was I started making gaming content and I started streaming on Twitch because the thing is on TikTok, it's hard to monetize, believe it or not. Like people are like, oh my gosh, you can make so much money on social media. But if you have 20,000 followers, most likely you're not going to make any money. If you have a hundred thousand followers, chances are you might make a very little amount of money. And then if you have a million followers, that's when you start possibly being able to make money, but it depends on what your um, what your brand is, right? If you're just doing, if you're just responding to comments and that's all you do, chances are you're not really going to be able to convert that and monetize that. Mm -hmm. So you have to do monetizable things, and that's working with brands. It's it's really advertising for other brands as much as possible. Yeah. Well, it seems like the job of the influencer, I mean, it's in, it's in the title, right. To influence folks to eventually like buy products or services. Um, but that's crazy to think that even at a million, if you have a million eyeballs on you, you, you still may not be pulling in any, you know, any income. Yeah. yeah. You might be pulling very little income. And a lot of people think that like, Oh, well, I can get money from the creator fund or I can get money from sponsorships, but getting sponsorships is really difficult. Um, you're you're a dime a dozen to companies. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. right? They think that, oh, well, I get a lot of influencers hitting me up and I've got big influencers. I've got I've got Faze Rug. I've got Charlie D'Amelio hitting me up. Why do I need you? Some right. mini influencer. But what companies don't realize right now is that 
those mini influencers are actually influencers. There's content creators and there's influencers. FaZe Rug doesn't go out and be like, hey guys, do this. He's like, he wants everything for himself. Um, just just looking at the content. I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything. I'm just like, if you look at his content- I'll it's say about- that FaZe Rug is probably, uh, you know, he probably works in, you know, for the drug cartels. So just look out. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but I- That's absolutely I, okay. Um, Face rug is a is a drug is a drug cartel salesman. Show you heard it here, everyone. <laughs> Camacho cast exclusive. Oh my goodness! Don't get canceled, bro. No. <laughs> I don't have I don't have an audience. I can't get canceled. That's that's why I'm that's why I'm just off the rip right now. So if we look at like influencers content that's similar to his, it's follow me, subscribe to me, and I'll do a giveaway. Or um, you know, it's it's all about his own brand and getting people to like his own brand, which he can do because he has diversified himself in a way that he has those eyes and that attention. So if he's working with any other company, it's a very limited, like, interaction. Okay. Right? Yeah. But you have smaller influencers that are trying to be influencers and have people that they have engaged audiences where they can actually be closer knit to their community for for mm-hmm. example newbie memes we have what we call the meme team and um what they'll do is they'll go and hashtag every new video with meme team to let me know that they've watched the video mm-hmm. right and so i know that those that that's my squad that's those are my people that consistently come back to every video and watch it and check up on it and so that's like a special squad those are people that are in my discord those people are in my twitch um those people are on my instagram and so that's a much smaller group than all the followers, right? I might have nearly 100,000 or 94,000 followers, mm-hmm. but I might have 10 or 20 of those. Uh-huh. I see. Right? Yeah. Now, now that also brings this exclusivity club is are you a part of those 10 and 20? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Do, are you do you know what hashtag meme team is? Are you a part of the hashtag meme team? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so understanding your communities like that and being able to build that engagement is important. So if I say, hey, let's just say Nike wants to work with me. I'm like, hey, Nike and I are collaborating. We're, uh, we're doing some merch. If mm-hmm. you guys would like, go check it out. Those 20 people right, are going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm part of the cool 20 people. Right. Right. I'm going to get that merch or like... I want my friends to get this merch or I'm going to let my friends know about this 20 people. And that will, that, that those 20 people will grow because you want to be a part of the exclusive club of being able to play with me online or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's part of your mean team meme, part of your mean team. Part of your meme team is that you'll actually play like Fortnite with those people. Mm-hmm. I play Fortnite with those people. I play um, dead by daylight. I play a few different games, but I'm actually engaged in my communities, and I can be because my that following is tight and small. Now, if you're ninja, you can't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, right. You can't. Yeah. You, so when when companies are focusing on these big influencers, um, they're really not. I, I have they're, to, they're not, I have to not influencers. They're really more so quickly explain that because oh. my audience is not twelve year old children. Ninja sure. is a guy who plays video games for a living. So I just. <laughs> Before they're like, wait, Ninja, like, I just, I know my audience and they all like have mortgages and like 401ks. So I just have to, I just have to drop that. That's also why I said Phase Rug was probably a human trafficker because they don't even know who that is. (laughs) And they're just like, oh my God, that's so terrible. 
I think that guy just plays video games too. I'm, he I'm he did play video games. Now he does vlogs. Um, he does a few other things, I think too. But yeah, Ninja is um a competitive professional uh gamer. Yeah, he's like he's like one of the best, right? Of like actually playing Fortnite. He was one of the best at Fortnite, like early on Fortnite. Um, Booga, who's like I think seventeen, eighteen now. Uh-huh. He he just won the last one. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, the. In, there's a difference between content creation and influencing, and we've said this before, and I say this all the time: is influencing is getting being able to say "get up and go" and people go. Yeah. Content creation is just making stuff, and a lot of people get those confused, and people are like, "Oh, I'm an influencer because I've got you know a hundred thousand followers," and it's like, okay, but in your comments, are people excited to do what you're asking them to do? No. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the majority of that is no. Most of the time, that doesn't yeah. happen. That's not the type of engagement. Now, understanding the psychology of that, right? If we break down, we can go down and break down a few of my videos, and we can break down the psychology of how I made those videos. There's a lot more thought than people realize. Mm-hmm. Um, to your wording, uh, we look at the Nerf videos. A lot of uh, there's a lot of we language in the Nerf videos on my main page on Jonah Price, uh, Jonah Price. And so it's like, we can do this um, if you if you want to join them, or uh, even the meme team, right? It's a lot of we language. Um, because the only way we're going to get anywhere is if you have a team behind you. You can't do this yourself. You can't do social media yourself. It's not you that makes it happen. It's people that are watching you that makes it happen. Um, I have no power to make myself go viral. I can just put myself in the best position to go viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so people don't seem to realize that people are just like, "Oh, I want to go viral," and it's like mm, that's not really the smartest way to look at it because mm. you you don't go viral; people make you viral. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. So a guy who I would say, I guess he's kind of in the middle of that now. Uh, mm. He he started as mostly content creation, but I mean, he sells his own products. Um, he has he's a, he's an author. His name's Ryan Holiday. And he runs, originally it was a YouTube channel called The Daily Stoic. Uh, and now it also, he has a TikTok under the same name, Daily Stoic. And um, essentially he is trying to repopularize Stoic philosophy, which is um, old, an old Greek way of thinking. Uh, the most famous Stoic, I think, is probably Marcus Aurelius. And what um, he's really known for is one being considered one of the last great emperors of Rome. Uh, he wrote a book. Um, well, actually, he wrote a journal to himself called Meditations, and um, it's become a really important piece of philosophy. One because it was never meant to be given to anyone. It was notes he was writing to himself for himself about how to be a good emperor. Because he was like, I'm pretty sure he was the bastard child, like brought into a royal family and was given the, like the throne and did not want it. He like had no ambitions of being emperor and he had to be emperor at a time where they had a pandemic and a war. (laughs) And like, it was like, it was just horrible. Like it was like the most horrible situation you could be in. And so he's just like every night during this war would write notes to himself. Like, remember that your job is to get up in the morning, whether you want to or not, because people need you to be good. And like, he has all these great little quotes that Ryan holiday always brings up. And one of them is the obstacle is the way, which is like when something is like getting in your way, like, that's actually the thing you need to focus on because you got to basically just like round out your game. Right. And it made me think of what you were talking about. Whereas like you have helped 
other creators get really, really big. You have quite the portfolio when it comes to developing other people. And now you're going into this endeavor of building up your own platform. And we were talking about the the obstacle with that is that when it's someone else's content, it's someone else's content. It's great. You just It's very easy to motivate someone else, but to motivate yourself and like find out who you are through trying to like do this content thing. Like it, um, it one is that the, the realizing that that's your new obstacle, which therefore makes it the way. And the other thing uh, Marcus Aurelius always talked about in some of the other Stoics was that you can only focus on the process, not the like product. Mm-hmm. And it's like in your best interest to only worry about perfecting your process. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I try to bring philosophy into every conversation I have on this channel. But I think it's really pertinent to like what we were talking about earlier. It's so interesting because you said like the process and 100% agree, especially like we've talked about the definition of art and how our definition upsets people for some reason. Mm-hmm. And the definition that we came up with um, was that art is the process and what you end up with is the artifact. Mm-hmm. Um for those of you that don't know uh and with like social media or whatnot right the process is the thing that you have to fall in love with and then also there's like two processes that have to happen in order to kind of be successful and the first process is the art and the mm-hmm. second process is the business because you have to treat yourself as a business and people want to be this what they call authentic self and that doesn't exist yeah. Um, because you are your authentic self when you're making videos about gaming, but maybe that's not your full authentic self in the sense of this this hat you're wearing is gaming when you're doing newbie memes, Jonah, and then the other hat that you're wearing is going to be digital marketing when you're doing you know the Jonah stuff, and your spam can be whatever the freak you want because you don't care if you get followers or not, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to section yourself out like that because to be honest, no one wants to deal with all of you. Mm-hmm. At one time, like it doesn't exist. You can't be happy, mad, sad, glad. Like you can't be all of those things at the same time because it's unfiltered. What chaos? You know, you're 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 not um, you're not able to kind of filter yourself in a way that can be manageable for other people, uh, and you're expecting other people to accept you. No, people don't have to accept you as you are. People don't have to do that. Uh, they have it's their own prerogative to accept you or not accept you it's your job to make that manageable or not and that's what mindfulness is um but we've gotten into a weird space where people are like well you just have to accept me for who i am and i am mess and it's like no clean up your mess and mm-hmm. then hand it to me packaged on how you would like to deliver that but if you don't clean up your mess or don't really you know put yourself together then I'm not going to sit here and deal with your mess. It doesn't matter what it is. You got to clean your room, man. You know, you go out there and try to change the bloody world, but you can't even put your room in order. You know, you got to go and rescue your father from the belly of the whale, man. Oh my gosh, that guy. Oh, Shout man. out to Jordan Peterson, everyone's internet daddy. Oh my goodness. He's making his comeback. The Benzos knocked him out for a little bit, took him off Took him off the ride. But wait, he's- wait, 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 Ben? Benzos, the Benzos. He got uh he got addicted to benzodiazepines because oh. uh yeah. oh, Benzos. I was like Ben Shapiro went after Jordan no. Peterson. Oh no, Ben <laughs> Shapiro Ben Shapiro and him get along. 
They're oh, buddies. I can I, I can understand why. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, all right. We'll go. We'll dip a little bit into philosophy since we're here with Jordan Peterson. <laughs> He's so interesting because, like, and I say that in um in a very distant way. Like he's interesting to watch from afar because like, I don't, he's such a philosopher in the idea that I don't even know if he believes what he's saying is half the time. Uh-huh. Um, he, he's a necessary voice in the space for me where I'm like, he doesn't have all the answers, but you, he always has to have a part in the conversation because you'll get a good nugget of perspective from it. Right. That, like right. just to round everything out. And I think that's how you got to look at him. That he is literally the internet's conservative father. And sometimes you really do just have to clean your fucking room. Like the problem is your room is dirty and he'll always remind you that. And you need that sometimes. He's, he, he is totally the conservative father. And I think it's really interesting how he, he really doesn't think, what is it? Uh, the patriarchy doesn't exist as well as like, cause like, I don't think he understands internalized misogyny and which I find really interesting because he talks as if he has all of these like philosophical ideas, but the one thing that he doesn't go on is like internalized misogyny that we've all built this internalized misogyny, he, but he will be like, Oh, we are different. Like we have different things that we can offer as people. And also like, uh, we, we don't, we all can do the same shiz. Like, like women can do a lot that men can do. Yes, they can also birth children. We cannot do that. So, if you if you look at like the spectrum of things, especially the fact that uh, there are many female species that can give birth all on their own and have evolved into that, men can get pretty useless pretty quickly. <laughs> That's just an idea to put out there. Well, and not not to necessarily play his lawyer here, but. I, first of all, I think when you're think when you're really getting in the weeds about what Jordan Peterson is trying to get at, I think yep. you have to understand that he's coming from a very specific perspective and coming from a very specific discipline. And so when you talk about mythology and you talk about psychology, there is, there are terms that mean different things in common parlance than mm in the thing that he's talking about. So in mythology, yin and yang, right? Let's just take that as like a very simple um, part of this concept. There's the yin and the yang. Yeah. Fucking who would have thought? Uh, black, white, order, chaos, right? And sure. the, the world is this duality of order and chaos. Now, before Peterson was even born, humans had decided that I think yin was black was was denoted with the black color and and had feminine energy and sure. then yin yang was white mm -hmm. and was order and meant masculine energy now masculine and feminine in those terms doesn't have anything to do with our sex sure so he'll say things where like feminine energy is chaotic and then someone will go jordan peterson said women are crazy and it's like well out of context, it's it's just it's different thing. And we've had to continually retranslate what these things mean now. And so I don't know. I, I, I think at some point 
I, I'm not necessarily saying he's, you know, the number one guy for trans rights or anything like that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I believe, I, I, I think what he is coming from is that we have had this ancient idea of order and chaos in this duality. And we have historically talked about it in feminine and masculine terms, sure. maybe because it was easier to do that back then. And now we have a little more of a nuanced context for those things, but he's interested in talking about it as it has been talked about. Yeah. Which I feel like is, I feel like that's just not a growth mindset. Like, like he talks about growing, he talks about like maturing, but mm -hmm. then in reality, he's not doing the same. It's kind of hypocritical. Um, mm -hmm. Because I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. And I, yeah. I can see that from him. And that's why conservatives love him because they can, he can, he can kind of debate against the idea of growth. And I'm not saying that where we're growing is the most amazing thing or the worst thing. I don't know. We'll mm -hmm. discover that as things happen. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of positives. I think there's a lot of negatives. I just want to live life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, for me, I've noticed, because like, we, we talked about Jordan Peterson a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he gets taken to task too if you put him up against like really talented or even like I say you take the French existentialists and in the mm -hmm. idea of absurdism and nihilism like I don't think Jordan Peterson has a good argument against those things other than you'll be happier if you act as if you were religious like that's always been his like default answer which doesn't could be true but doesn't, doesn't win really the argument anything. yeah, yeah. so there are definitely, it's just a perspective. That's why I think he just holds a perspective that needs to be reminded sometimes because that energy, that magic can be useful in certain situations. And he's decided to be the archetype of the like ordering father. Like he's trying to be Saturn for the internet. He would probably never admit that, but I think that's how he sets up. No, and I'm in dead serious. Like yeah, he's, yeah, such a, yeah. he's such a young head and he loves the idea of archetype. I think he's like, I will be the digital animus for Saturn. So yeah. that way we kind of re-steer society and don't completely obliterate ourselves. Because I think ultimately that's all he cares about is like, I just don't want the Western world, the Western way of living to go away. Now you can have your own thoughts on whether that matters or not, but he cares about the Western way of living and this is how he's trying you know to defend what? it. I think that's also the biggest thing to note about him is that he cares about the Western way of living. And also there's so much in the Western way of living that is bad. Sure. <laughs> like right. that's really right. bad. Um, Cause like one of his arguments against the whole patriarchy thing, he said, uh, well, would you, wouldn't you say that this is like the best time we've ever lived in? And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not an argument. Mm-hmm. Because you're saying that, yeah, because things are crap, but they're better crap doesn't make it any good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the idea when you start talking about, um, I guess, material comfort, which is the argument that like Steven Pinker's making in Better Angels of Our Nature. And like, I think Peterson had him on his podcast about that. It's that, yeah, like more people are getting out of poverty than and, before. And, and really, yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. We can say that's a good thing. Sure. And also, th there's good evidence to believe that we are some of the most depressed and purposeless people. 
And so this is where like, even you go back to Nietzsche. I mean, one of the most profound quotes to ever be put into a book has to come from Nietzsche. The idea that, you know, in the symbolic sense, in the, in the sense that matters, God is dead and we have killed him. And there is not enough water to wipe away the blood that stains our hands. We are the murderers of murderers. How can we consider ourselves? And I'm definitely paraphrasing this here, but sure. he says something along the lines of like how we have to now see ourselves as gods to, to reckon with the thing that we have created. And it becomes a, a damn near cliche to say now that like Nietzsche wasn't happy that God is dead. And what when, what that really means is this yep, that, yep, that we <laughs> yeah well the, what what he means somberly is that like we were built with this presupposition of morality and we ascribe that to God and then the Enlightenment came science like really took off and we did away with what we would call the spiritual part of ourselves and now we're lost because to try to build your own values which is what Nietzsche called the Ubermensch is damn near impossible. And he even said in Zus Spoke Therathustra that like most people aren't going to be able to do this. Some of you are better off just following God, whether he's real or not, because you can't handle your own, like being the God of yourself. And even Christianity says that because what is Lucifer, but the angel who is the most beautiful creation thinks he's better than God and then falls from heaven. Like it's, Nietzsche, in a way, just talked about what the devil was and how society had become Luciferian mm-hmm. in those terms. It's like we decided that we were better than God because we learned how to manipulate material. And now we have no values. And that, yeah, bring it back to Peterson. Peterson is kind of like, dude, give it up to God. Like he says, he's like, I don't know if God is real, but I live as if he exists. And so... This is where I'm like, there's a, he's trying to fill a role and he's still just a man. I think that's the biggest thing, right? When you look at people and they talk and you see them on a screen, there's this like weird implication that like they, for some reason have earned that spot. Whereas like we can all broadcast ourselves now. So that's not true. Peterson is trying to do a good thing, but he's still just a dude. And he has his opinions that are contextualized within where he's from and when he's from. And he's just, guys, he's just our internet dad. Like, listen to him sometimes. Sometimes tell him to fuck off. Like, <laughs> like, do you do everything your dad says? I don't. <laughs> I, I, didn't do, I didn't do most of what my dad said. I didn't do most of what my dad asked me to do last night when I was hanging out with him. You know? I, shit, man. What do you do? <laughs> I, I get that perspective. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something with the whole idea of misogyny and... Um, oh, you mean my 20 minute tirade derailed you? I'm sorry, buddy. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we, we had a whole conversation about Jordan Peterson now. You uh, said, uh, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peterson doesn't address internalized misogyny. Oh, he doesn't. And he doesn't address a lot of things. And so what, uh, what I was bringing that back to is just how people like people are disposable. Like mm-hmm. how people treat people. We treat people. Right. A lot of people treat people as if they're disposable. And um, when... A lot of people will say this. I've heard this phrase a lot. Like, oh, I'm sorry I'm not a good friend. Or, hey, mm. I'm sorry I'm a bad texter. Or, hey, sorry I'm disorganized. Or, hey, sorry I have ADHD I'm unfocused. And it's like, yes, although those things are true, mm-hmm. right? All of those things are true. Um, Be better. 
Why are you telling me that you suck at these things? You're telling me that you suck at these things because you obviously know these things. Then be better. I don't know do you, why. Do you think they're asking for permission to be, to not be better? <laughs> Am I? Do do I wonder? No, they're not. They're making an excuse. It's not even asking for permission. It's an excuse to be like, "Hey, you need to accept me for who I am. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be better. Do this for me. Accept me." And it's like I don't. I don't have any obligation to accept you. Hmm. I yeah. will accept you. Like, I probably do accept more than I probably should, but no one has an obligation to accept you. Why do right. you Why do you put the pressure on someone else to accept you rather than just be better? Like, take responsibility for yourself and be better. You know, you obviously see these things happening, and we're, I'm, I'm going to wrap this back to social media. Mm-hmm. You can't go on social media and just be like, I'm going to be a big star. No one cares. Now, mm-hmm. let's say you do make it and you have the attitude that you're going to be a big star. You don't know how long it's going to last. We have the Island Boys, right? The Island Boys were <laughs> were, were interviewed by Logan Paul, right. right? One of the biggest podcasts. And uh, they walked off. They walked off the set because one of the guys, yeah, he wasn't doing the most like approachable way, but who cares? The Island Boys are 20-something years old. And he was like, hey, I think if, you know, God forbid something happens, you sell your jewelry and invest it. Mm-hmm. Fair advice. I'm yeah. not like, you know, it's pretty, all right, is it, that way you'll never be broke again. Yeah. And they didn't like the fact, out of all that, they got, so you'll never be broke again. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? We're never, we're never going to be broke. Like, we're going to be broke again. We don't need financial advice from you. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, if you just, like, I don't even know why. You, what, are, what are you fighting? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And again, my audience has 401ks and mortgages. So Logan sure, Paul sure. is a YouTuber who filmed a dead body in Japan a couple years ago. Oh, my gosh. And then um, he started boxing. No, and then he is, has like, a podcast. Like, what, this what, is how I want them to know this. No, this is no, how I want them to know what they, is. But what they would know is that he fought Floyd May- a YouTuber fought Floyd Mayweather and stayed in the ring. I was getting to that. Oh, okay. That's the only <laughs> thing that, like, I mean, I was... <laughs> the whole Japan thing. Yeah, he filmed a dead body in Japan. He got canceled for that, and then he came back somehow. Yep. Uh, yeah, and fought Floyd Mayweather. So, I mean, the American dream is real, everybody. Don't think it's not. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're white and blonde-haired and blue-eyed, the American dream's real. The world is yours. The world is I, yours. I, I hate the fact that I kind of like, like, I don't like him a lot. I don't have, like, I don't like Logan Paul. I'll be uh-huh. honest. But I dislike him less and less. He does seem like, okay, I, I'll, I'll say it in the way that I think is fair. <laughs> the media narrative around him makes it hard to discredit his, re- his genuine redemption. He, dude, he's made a redemption, and it's like, I don't want to like you, dude. Like, I honestly don't. I don't like the fact that you made Pokemon cards' value go up into ridiculous amounts. I don't like that you filmed a dead body. I don't like that you smack-talk Floyd Mayweather, and then you stayed in a ring, and you guys didn't actually fight. Yeah. Um, and you, you lost. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you won because you stayed in the ring, and you stayed up, but you, you lost that pretty bad. Well, and you should. But, and I'm just like, but at the same time, I can't discredit your, your ideas of racism. I can't discredit mm-hmm. your ideas of misogyny. I can't discredit, like you say a lot of 
good things and it seems like you live by a lot of those better things now like you're you've improved in that growth yeah yeah. and it feels weird to say but you've matured and that's good that's good we should want good it's good it's good and i do want that in logan paul and just like it feels weird that like i don't dislike him in the same way (laughs) that i used to you know jake you know jake's jake yeah, so Jake is his younger brother, everybody, and he uh, also boxes. <laughs> um, I think he was on the Disney Channel. He was. Um, he was on the Disney Channel. Yeah, oh. they're they're both very they're very um, rich uh, young men who made their uh, bones on YouTube. And the Island Boys are these two guys I think from Florida who have like really crazy hair and made a song on TikTok that just went, "I'm an Island Boy, I'm an Island Boy," and it goes on for like three hours. And I think. Um, <laughs> I think they also help phase rug with his drug and human trafficking. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Um, this is my opinion. I don't know what the facts are. This is just, I'm just trying to keep, I'm trying to keep my audience, you know, hip, hip, hip with the kids. Um, keeping them informed, you know, keeping them. Yeah. Keeping it honest here. So yeah. Um, where are we? <laughs> like, um, so, we were yeah, trying to talk like- about TikTok and somehow, well, we were talking about being better. That was kind of where I was going yeah. with that and how that relates to TikTok or how it relates to social media is that you do have to grow with your audience. You do have to be able to make um, make make growth in some way. And for me personally, that's been – because I've been at this for like 11 years. I've been coaching for uh, seven, nine, seven to nine years. Nine years? I think it's nine years now. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's it's just so interesting because, like, for me, I've known for a long time that I'm really good at making content. Mm-hmm. Now, with, whether people want to see that or not, it's a whole other story. But, like, I know I'm really good at making content. Um, people will be like, oh, my gosh, why haven't you blown up? They, they get, I've gotten those comments a lot. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter. If no one sees it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, I've had, you know, I've had conversations with friends and be like, oh, hey, could you give me some help on my social media and whatnot? And they're like, well, I just have to do it myself. That's what the end result would be is that they don't want to listen to what I have to say or they want to go through their own path. And it's like, that's fine. But don't sit here and ask me for advice and then insult me by going, oh, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about because you haven't gone viral or you haven't done this. It's like I'm not basing my ideas necessarily off of my own views or how like it's based off of marketing the psychology uh visual effects like understanding your framing like it's not based off of the fact that i have numbers Mm -hmm. it's based off of of the content that you produce and how you produce that content numbers might come they might not and like i always say you can always put yourself in the best position to go viral you can never determine you're not the determining factor of if you go viral Mm -hmm. and people don't seem to understand that and they're like well and now that i have gone viral multiple times on tiktok Mm. it's just so interesting how people come back and be like oh well yeah of course like i always believed in you it's like no you didn't Mm. like he yeah that sounds like it's like Drake's music career, you know? He's like, oh people gosh. always say they want the old me. I ain't even some with my OGs. Yeah, I get it. You're like the you're like the you're like the Twitch version of Drake. That's what we're getting at here, folks. Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah, because I works. I'm a noob at games and I commit to that bit. So yeah, okay. Actually, let's talk about this. So yeah, newbie memes is is the like uh, explain newbie memes to. So, 
us. To people that don't know, because you shouldn't, you shouldn't know, you shouldn't know what Newbie Memes is. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Um, so Newbie Memes is a brand that I've been pitching myself, literally pitching the brand to myself for probably probably the last four, three to four years. Okay. Okay. So uh, the colors, like you know, the colors. The colors mm-hmm. are teal and yellow. I've worn the colors consistently so much so that I even brought it to work with me uh, mm-hmm. in my characters and. <laughs> People love the colors. For some reason, people love the colors. And so the brand's teal and yellow. Um, that's the colors of the brand. But the the branding, if I was to shorten it into a sentence, is the cool casual gamer. Right? So the idea is that there are more noobs than there are people that are tryhards or people that are really, 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 really good at games. Mm-hmm. And we just want to have fun. Right? But why not look cool? Why not consider yourself a gamer? Um, like you can also be a gamer if you're not good at games. Like it's okay. For me personally, uh, I was terrible at FPSs, so first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I'd play Halo, people would just destroy me and make fun of me. And I really wanted to play the games, but I hated that environment because I'm also I'm a very competitive person. So like, just not being good at something really hurt. Um. And so I, I flipped that by being like, you know what? I do suck at games, uh, and that's okay. Like we're just gonna we're gonna play games. We're gonna suck at them. We're gonna make jokes about them. We're gonna support other people that like just want to play games and have fun. And you get to be a part of the meme team if you want to come and play and play with a streamer, or you want to, you know, you you have an opportunity to do that with newbie memes. And so that's the brand is um, be be fun, be the be the casual gamer, and enjoy gaming. Just enjoy your life, dude. Yeah, it, do you. Know, it, it's okay. Crushing it. Okay. Memes sweats any day. <laughs> All right. Well, that is where we're going to wrap it up, folks, because I did not pay for the premium membership for this service, and it is going <laughs> to cut me off in like five minutes. So we're just going to cut it here. Jonah, thank you so much, man, for doing this. It's always good to talk to you. I'm glad to see that this uh, newbie memes channel is starting to take off. I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, with any luck, you'll be super famous. And I, people come back to this episode and then I'll get famous off of that because at the end of the day, it's all about branding yourself, marketing yourself. Use and your friendships. Yeah, ride <laughs> those coattails. Don't listen to everything Jordan Peterson says. And the Island Boys may or may not be involved with Phase Rug in a human trafficking slash drug cartel thing. You have been informed, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And um, I will see you all the next time I get back around to doing this. Bye.